0: athlete's secret weapon. I'm not the power in your mind. This is the pledge to hear from sporting champions. Sit back, listen, and release the champion in
1: you. This is Stuart Walter, and thank you for listening to this podcast. Before I get started, i just added this little section in here because I've recorded 40 minutes of this interview with Leighton Silver, bull rider from the United States. Now, at the end of 40 minutes, I turned off the recording, and then we came back to have a bit of a chat, and he dropped another eight minutes of pure gold. So please, when you think it's all wound up after 40 minutes with Leighton, please hold on a little bit because the next eight minutes after that is, yeah, it'll really make you think about mindset and what so many athletes go through. So if you are getting nervous before a swimming race or going out to play golf, all of a sudden now you're gonna start to question this sensation of nerves that you have. Is it really nerves or is it just something else that's going on inside you? Please listen to this last section after the first 40 minutes. So I'm Stuart Walter, The Athlete's Secret Weapon. We're just going to get on with the interview now and get on with the podcast. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Thank you. Right. So Leighton Silver, my guest for today. Leighton is a 23-year-old and single, still looking, lovely guy. A uh, professional bull rider from Riverside, California, USA. Now professional bull rider, now interesting, interesting, interesting. I love this concept of the sport where it lasts eight seconds. Eight seconds. And that's the interesting thing I talk about is if you have a look at elite athletes, they can be training four to six hours a day, six days a week for one event that may last, well, eight seconds every week. How do you know you're in the zone? Well. It's kind of hard to know until you're actually there. Then it's reality. How do we make this happen? So I'm going to introduce you, if I may, to my good friend and professional bull rider Layton Silver. Welcome.
0: Thank you, Stuart, and uh, I'm, not as, I'm not as good looking as you, so.
1: <laughs> I'm also married, mate, so other, sorry about other, that.
0: Other than that, that was a great introduction.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it was one of my best so far. <laughs> one of my best. mate. I'm. Just going to have a a casual conversation because I've worked with you a few times now and I know the potential you have as a bull rider. I know you can be up there with the best in the world. You're sitting on the sidelines at the moment. Give me a bit of a rundown. What's going on?
0: Well, um, so it just seems like my whole entire career um, really has just been nothing but fight and struggle. Yep. And they say, with all the motivation and stuff out there, I mean, you see all the motivational speakers, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. Um, like, as soon as you quit, you're right there. Like, you're, you're right there to your success. And that's what kept me pushing through all these years of don't quit, don't quit, don't quit, push through. Um, and especially since I've had um, quite a amount of success being younger, um, finishing worldly ranked and everything. And, um, then, uh, coming back into the world of rodeo, I took a break, um, came back when I was 18 and, uh, I wasn't riding nothing. And it really drove me and said, just, I've listened to all the motivational stuff, read all the books doing everything, just tuning in. And finally everything started clicking and firing again. And I pushed through some weight loss and getting everything tuned in with my body and I got my mind tuned in and as soon as I got that tuned in it was now it was health it was staying healthy yeah I was riding I was riding better than I ever have I was, every time I was go, going when I was healthy, I went shoot I took second with, at a rodeo with um, a broken shoulder and a separated shoulder and I took second. Yeah, like it, even when I was riding hurt, I was making really good bull rides. I almost won my circuit finals with a broken foot, and like, I, I, I was riding good, but I just could not stay healthy. Yeah, and um, it, and that's that was the hardest part. Is I finally in my life I had everything controlled that you can control, but the one thing I couldn't control, especially in the sport of rodeo, is staying healthy, and that was the one thing that drove me insane. And it was, I went back to all the motivational things. Don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. You're right there, you're right there. Um, and then in January, breaking my arm, um, after just coming back from a torn growing, it was just, uh, yeah, that one kind of hit me. That, that reality check kind of hit me into where it was like, well, there comes a time as an athlete where sometimes you've got to be realistic. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say realistic, I say some. I guess you could say sometimes, really listen. And I'm a very religious guy, but I'm also spiritual as well. I believe in like listening to your conscious and the universe and everything like that as well. So whatever you believe, the conscious, your conscious, the universe, um, God, whatever it may be, um, sometimes they try to tell you something. And we, as athletes, especially high-profile athletes like myself and Stuart Ones that push and train really hard, we don't want to accept that that maybe there's a calling for something else, or maybe we're trying to get our attention pulled somewhere else. But for me right now, where I'm at, I feel like my calling's not done with riding bulls, but it's just calling me for a moment, momentarily. And this moment that he's calling me away from it could turn, it could make that difference from me trying to push right now. To where I could be learning some stuff in these few years and keeping my body even healthier because mm. I'm not out there rodeoing hardcore where I'd be beating myself up and really wearing my body down I'm going to step back for a while now and yeah. really grow even more maturely and come back into at the game a whole new person to whereas if I didn't take this step back I might have never even grown yeah. like I'm about to grow and do what I'm about to do and come back and win like I'm going to win yeah um, and and who knows i might not even come back i might just god god i I, because i believe in god if god takes me down a path i might he might take me down a path to where i never go back to red bulls, and i'm perfectly fine with that because i i know i did everything possible yeah i i mean i've worked with i got a hypnosis coach um i (laughs) like that's kind of when you're doing it all when you've got a mental coach and you take it seriously um and that's what I've done. I've I've yeah. done it all I've gone out on the road. I've wrote her. Um, I've I've spent every dollar in my account gambling on myself to win. Yeah. Um, I mean you were with me. Remember when I called you and I had like no money and all my credit cards are maxed out and I was like, Hey Stuart, you think I should go to this rodeo? You're like, What are you thinking? I told you some stuff that was happening. He's like you're like, mate, I think something's calling you up there and yep. it called me and I took I think third and I paid off all my debt and had extra money
1: after. Perfect. And that's that's what I find with athletes. They push themselves so much to breaking point. And what you're doing now is kind of a, a forced break as such. You've got this forced break because you're pushing, 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 pushing. You had a bit of an injury. Push, 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 push. You're getting closer and closer to that potential to breaking through. But you've also got that Were you ready for it? And I think that's where a lot of athletes say, yeah, I'm ready for the fame, I'm ready for the fortune, I'm ready for everything. But it's not until you get that level of success that you don't realise that you're not ready for it. Now, let's go back to when we first started working. You had a really bad run. Then we started working, had a really good run of wins. But then you got injured again. So it's a matter of, right, how do we move forward? Sometimes you've got to come backwards to stop. Like you're talking about a lot of these motivational speakers is just go push 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 through it if you're not listening to your own body it's going to push back and there's only so much you can do i mean you gave me the example before and i said how heavy are these bulls now so give me a bit of a rundown on that and then tell me about that 2300 pound one
0: so bulls weigh on average between 1200 to 2000 pounds yep um, granted you can get on a bull smaller than 1200 very rarely Get on a bull bear in two thousand pounds very rarely. Hmm. Well, one of the few times I had to get on a bull bear in two thousand pounds, he, I I was, I got to the rodeo. I just separated my shoulder like five days before. Um, First bull back from my separated shoulder, and I get there and I'm looking for my bull. All of a sudden, I like, I kind of glance at him. I'm like, that's him. Looking around, like trying to find him, trying to like be like, no, I don't got him. I look again. I'm like, crap, that's him. He is huge and this thing is a dinosaur and I remember my buddy, I was hanging my rope on him and he was like, that's you? I'm like, yep, that's me. And he's like, man, he looks like fun. Go have freaking fun on him, dude. Just go kick his butt, you know, and I'm like, alright. Well, he kicked my butt. He frickin' blew way up. I got pictures of me on this bull. He's like frickin' probably like three, four feet off the ground all fours, like this, 2300 pounds and mm. I'm just, he's throwing me around and threw me off and Jumped up in the air and got sideways and couldn't get speed back underneath and fell right on top of it. <laughs> and I get up and I'm like, I'm running. I get back to the shoots and I'm like, trying to breathe. I can't breathe and finally get my breath. and I pat myself down. I'm like, wow, I'm alive. <laughs> 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 it, it it hurt. It didn't. It was more scary than hurt. Yeah. And, uh, my buddy, my buddy afterwards that told me all that, he's like, man, I was just trying to pump you up because that pool did not look like. Yeah. I'm like, thanks. It's your being polite.
1: <laughs> but you've got to look at that and think every other athlete out there, you've got to look at your sport. Yeah, they're all dangerous, but no matter what happens in your sport, you've got to come off that thing. You've got to come yeah. off, whether it's you get bucked off before eight seconds or you choose to come off after the eight seconds, you've still got to come off. And you've got That's that. Hard. Yeah, like you say, I mean, and it relies on the bull as well. And let me go back to. This time and this b- literal physical break that you've got at the moment. And just any chance of rolling your sleeve up and give us, giving us a bit of a demo on the reason why you're having a break? Why
0: well, I'm having my break, the Red Bulls?
1: Yep. Pull your sleeve up. Show the world.
0: Oh, I actually like show you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now and for those who are watching, I do apologise. For those who are listening, I'll give you a bit of a rundown. Leighton just recently had a, uh, yeah, lovely bull ride, came off it. Give us a bit of a rundown on on the ride. What actually happened there?
0: Oh, here's my arm.
1: There you go. If you aren't
0: watching the video, um, you can follow me on my Instagram.
1: (laughs) Two massive scars, right arm down the forearm and on the back of the arm, on the wrist, big Z-shaped scar. Give us a bit of a rundown. How big was this thing that decided to jump all over you?
0: This bull probably weighed about 2,000 pounds, roughly. Um, and, uh, yeah, he uh, came off the bull and went to go crawl. And as soon as I went to go crawl, he stepped on my arm and yep. snapped in the And And uh, the thing with arc sport that separates it from any other sport is you can't tell that bull to stop. Um, no. Compared to a fighter, you get a... You knock a guy out, you got a ref stepping in there and stepping him away. Yeah. Football, you got a ref on whistle. Pass, yeah. same thing. For sports, you have a referee. Hmm. Well, our referee is more like, let's just try and distract him and hopefully he picks us, not the rider. And that's those to the rodeo clowns. Yeah. And so I break my arm, and that bull is still on top of me, throwing yeah. me around, yeah. hooking me, stepping on me. And I have to crawl with the arm snapping in half, bones sticking out and everything. Yeah. Arms flopping around as I'm trying to crawl. and um, So, yeah, that's, and if you guys, like I said, if you want to see the wreck, I got the video up on my Instagram, um, Leighton Silva, L E I G H T O N underscore Silva, S I L V A with two A's. And uh, yeah, I'm sure Stuart will tag me. So, yeah. I got my x rays. I got my x rays. I got the video. I got it all on my Instagram. Yeah, and, and it's, um,
1: and this is where we're going with this interview podcast is to actually understand the the thought processes that happen at that moment when you think right am i done am i not give us a bit of a rundown on that because this is i guess what every athlete needs to understand is no matter how physically and mentally prepared you are there's still accidents and there's this is the reason I've I've kind of connected to you to go, well, where are we at with this? Because it's a massive shift as such and a massive moment to think, where am I? What have I got to do? And the thought process around that time because you've got the pre-operation. Like the day after that, I phoned you and give us a bit of a rundown on that.
0: So the day... Well, I'll give you a rundown like this. I'll give you the day before and the day after. Yep day before I did a session with store before I left Denver and I was just on top of the world mentally I felt solid as can be I was in such a happy state um solid state I was in great shape I was ready to rock and roll go win hmm. um everything was put into place um was getting in a bunch of big rodeos that were going to set me up to make the finals and win the world and uh everything was just going perfect and get to Denver and get on my bull and break my arm and all of a sudden the next day I'm talking about quitting yeah <laughs> and, uh, and it, it, granted like it was it was gruesome I mean I'll, there was blood everywhere and it was a bad wreck and uh, it was kind of more in the moment just because uh, here lately I've been getting hurt the last three years mm. um, I've sat out 16 months in total with injuries I've had three surgeries um, I've broken, I don't know how many bones, um, and been knocked out. Uh, I've been, I can't, I haven't been able to last since 2000, since August of 2018, no, 2000, August of 2017, I haven't been able to get on more than three bulls without an injury happening Yeah. And it was just kind of like, I, that was my breaking point. Like
1: mm.
0: it just, it it, it broke me. I mean, I was just, I was done. It hit me. Like, I, I i couldn't deal with this no more. I i pushed, pushed, pushed. I had shoulder surgery last year. The two weeks into it, I was walking miles. Um, I was working out as fast as I could. I was listening to stuff. I was reading. Mm-hmm. I was doing stuff with you. I was watching videos. I mean, I was doing it all. And um, I just working so, so hard. And just to keep having this bring me down, bring me down, it just completely broke me. Yeah. And uh, Especially feeling as good as I did, and it's like, man, if I felt this good, it's just like, man, I don't, I don't know what to do anymore. Yeah, and I, and I don't know. I, I, think I've just like I said at the beginning. I just, I know that as an athlete, like, there's just sometimes it's not in our calling, yeah. um, to do certain things. No matter how we can do everything, and we can in our power to control stuff, but at the end of the day, there is that small variable that we cannot control and we as athletes um and, and human beings we have to learn that like hey that's acceptable but the hardest part is knowing what can i push through and yeah. what is actually holding back and yeah. that's the hardest part and even though if i'd never get on again it i'll totally won't regret it at yeah. all but there's still just the competitive nature in me will still say, What if I would have pushed through that last injury? Yeah. Just because you never quite got to where you wanted to go and never got that closure. But I can live it's it's small enough to where I can live with it. And I can say, Hey, I gave it my all. Granted I could have pushed through or if I pushed through, who knows, I might have died because this, a couple of days later a guy did die at the same event I broke my arm at and I was supposed to ride him on the same rodeo and a guy died, and it's just like, is it, I, I don't know, I, I might have died, I might have broke my neck, Like I might have like, got paralyzed and ruined my life forever, maybe that's what he was trying to keep me from, and me just being the stubborn athlete, the selfish athlete that I am, because let's, let's face it, athletes are selfish, I mean, we we have to be. You have like, to, you be to be selfish,
1: and I, I don't think athletes really understand that that is important, you have to be there because the only way to become a world champion is to beat one. The only way to beat one is to kind of do more than what they're doing and that's what frustrates me is the fact that I can see someone like yourself with so much potential, so much ability, so much focus, so much concentration, doing everything you possibly can as far as mindset, affirmations, uh, motivational books you keep asking me what are the best books to read? What are the best videos to read? What's the best breathing method? How do you do this? And I'm fascinated with how many athletes just ignore mindset totally. So where were you when you did nothing as far as your mindset? How how was your sport and how were your results? It was awful. Mm.
0: I went, I went, actually, yeah, I, uh, well, let's put it this way. I went my first fifty rodeos in my first fifty pro rodeos I was or my first forty nine rodeos in pro rodeo I was I didn't ride a single bull. <laughs> Granted I wasn't doing I, I wasn't I did start doing like affirmations and yeah and pause growth and stuff somewhere in between there. Not at the beginning. Yeah. In the beginning I had no business yeah so let me I
1: just bull. want to jump in there for anyone listening. When you're saying you didn't ride a bull, that was for the full eight seconds, wasn't it? Yes. I, yeah. So you I, came I, off. I
0: was spending, I was spending money on entry fees, fuel, um, hotels, everything, and it's not cheap. For forty nine time, forty nine times I got bucked off before yeah. the second was, didn't get a single dime for it. Yep. Yeah. Finally, my fiftieth one, it all clicked, and I know this may sound fake, but I swear it was my fiftieth one, and I finally got one road, and not only did I ride them, but I won the rodeo i put up my highest score I've ever had in a pro rodeo. Yeah. So, and it just kind of goes to show that like, even when you do start doing uh, mental stuff that it doesn't happen right away. It takes time because yeah. I started way before that. Yeah. I don't know when, um, I couldn't tell you exactly what number pool, but, um, yeah, before that I was just, yeah, I was just a guy just out there just, and just to say I'm out there. Yeah. You know, maybe worked out once in a while and, um, yeah, actually, it's kind of funny how I got into it. It was actually because of uh, like a, a network marketing company, you know, like yeah. those companies that have to be like the teas, like, "Hey, I drink this like slim tea," you know, like mm. it was a company sort of like that, yeah. but wasn't. And um, they were all about their their biggest thing was mentorship and uh, personal yeah. growth and books. Yeah. And once I got into that, I was like, this, like, I finally found who I. Yeah. Because I've always kind of had that mindset and had that like thought process, but I've never really knew. I didn't know that was out there because yeah. here at school, you're not taught to read books that are going to help you grow as a person. You're taught mm. to read Romeo and Juliet. So I hated reading until I found this stuff and I was like, this is so cool. I actually really like this. Stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: And I, I I started seeing results not only with Red Bulls, but everywhere in my life. Like mm. now that I'm done Riding Bulls, I'm putting that on pause. I do real estate for a living and it's just like deals just fall into my lap. Yeah. Like it's crazy. I mean, I still have to work really hard, but I see people that are in my business and they don't get deals for years. Mm. Like that get involved. And I'm like, crap, like I'm getting stuff. Like it's just, and part of that's because of the process and the way I've developed my mind throughout the
1: years. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just bear with me a second. I just got to move because the lighting, this office decided it was going to go off because I was sitting still. <laughs> it's okay, we're back on oh, there. It
0: yeah.
1: It's all good. Yeah, so, and that's, that's the thing. It's not just the mindset as, a, as an athlete. It's amazing how much it actually filters through into life. And for those listening and even watching, um, I've got a professional golfer that I worked with years ago and he was having bad results because of his life so he was having great results but he was in another part of the world where his family wasn't he had his wife and daughter at home and all he kept doing was sending money back but that wasn't a life so what he ended up doing is when he every time he called his wife he was talking about how good everything was and traveling the world and the best hotels and the best everything else and the best restaurants were in that lifestyle where they're all kind of protected as professional golfers But she was back there having to live with a day-to-day and a three-year-old child. He actually felt so guilty about that, he then started losing his games because then he would be able to phone home and go, I didn't win, I didn't miss, I didn't get the cut, I was cut and didn't get the results. So then he started getting a lot of poor you, poor you feedback from his wife. So then he started feeling supported. So it's amazing how then he kept, choking and missing putts because he then felt supported and how easy that was because of that guilt of leaving the family at home he actually once we dealt with that the golf just went back up the top again so you've got to look at that in life and as you say if you're not doing anything as far as peak performance on mindset or affirmations i mean affirmations are great if you one believe in them and if they're actually a positive affirmation visualization is brilliant. One hour of visualization equals seven hours of physical exertion. And that's what we've done with you as well and what you've been introduced to. So I can only imagine what it's like for those people that don't do anything because that was kind of me early in my sport as well. So what else have you done as far as mindset? Because we're, we're this is obviously talking about peak performance mindset and what athletes do and how they kind of manage. What are you doing to manage that now while you're sitting on the sidelines basically watching?
0: Still growing. I mean, still growing. Mm. I, just growing and learning every day still. I mean, yeah. it's, it's I, honestly, like, I, I'll be straight up, like, I haven't really touched into much personal growth here lately just because I'm still, it's still very sensitive. Um, everything is with, um, and touchy because of everything that I've done, um, my personal growth has all been filtered towards riding bulls. Like that's what it's all been filtered towards. And um, when I do that it triggers a lot of memories. Like I just now for the first time got back to the gym and I can't spend much time there because one my arm and two. Like it just it's it's still a struggle because yeah. it triggers so much stuff and I and I don't really feel a purpose to really even go anymore to the gym. But I know I need to because I need to be healthy. You know, I want to be mm. in shape. Like I want to. I still got other sports I love to do. I love to go surfing and snowboarding. I got to be in shape for that stuff. And um, it's just uh, so it's hard, but uh, it's just something I'm going to slowly introduce back into my life. Yeah. Um, as I move forward with my real estate and everything, and kind of um, get more control of my brain uh, with all of this. Um, and kind of start doing other sports. Um, yeah, that's that's mainly it. I mean, really, right now I'm just trying to stay as busy as I can, so yep. it's not really in my mind. Yeah. um And just kind of just I don't know when I feel I need to talk about it, I talk about it with some friends and just kind of, mm. especially like the ones that have like they've had to push past this and how they've done it.
1: Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So as far as mindset. You're saying that you've kind of I won't say finish the sport, but it's on hold at the moment until you decide you go back to you're not. But either way, it's still focused on you being, I guess, a better version of yourself. Because even rodeo, you end up two, three time world champion. Then what do you do after that? Okay, what's the transition that you're looking at? And I think we spoke about that and go look. You're still the same person, whether you've got it three time world champion or potential world champion that's career has been ended because of this when we spoke originally it's like you want to get out there and as you put it inspire the young kids and potentially inspire young bull riders and co- kind of coach and mentor them you can still do it whether yep. you're a three time world champion or a could have been potential world champion because you got that experience you got the knowledge and that's what I find amazing is It's almost going, right, okay, even that, you've got to get yourself into the future and go, right, who is that person in life? And start now becoming that person. So if you're travelling all these rodeos and you're doing um, potentially professional speaking and mentoring young athletes and bull riders, you're still going to be travelling. You're still going to be touring as much as you are. As a bull rider, so you've got to get fit in your own life to kind of fit into that new life. You've got to get fit to be a bull rider, fit into this entrepreneurial life and this coaching and mentor life. So in business and life, sorry, business and sport, I find that working with some of the best entrepreneurs in the world and currently 36 world champions, you've got a very similar mindset they've always driven, they're always persistent and that's the difference between the elite and the average is the fact that they keep pushing, they keep pushing, they keep looking after the self, they keep looking at what happens after. So you'll find going to the gym next time you go, right, whatever happens, I'm still going to be the best version of myself. So you'll find that will actually allow you to step into that gym and really take ownership and make yourself better. And
0: that's exactly what I've been doing. Um, i i' I, cause I know that i I constantly have to be pushing' because if you're not i mean if you're not growing, you're never gonna get any further than we are in life. You yeah. can't expect to get more in life if you're not gonna get more out of yourself you're just gonna be stuck in the same spot you have to constantly be pushing yourself because um, why should why should you be blessed with more if you're not gonna be more yeah yeah um, so you you, yeah. you got to constantly be more you got to constantly grow and push yourself and i I totally believe it and I understand it mm. and uh, that's what I try to do and I know I got to go to the gym to be a better better version of me a better person and mm. um, they say you a person's body shows the type of person they are, yeah so I want to be fat and out of shape because obviously that just goes to show i'm a fat, lazy person. Mm. So I'll constantly have to be in the gym because that's just the competitive nature in me to always want to be Mm. one of the best. I always got to compete with the best and be ready for any situation. Um, And that goes with not just physically, but mentally. I got to always stay mentally sharp. And uh, that's why I read the books. That's why I study. That's why I watch videos. That's why I pick Mm. people's brains. Like whenever I meet someone that I see um, that has a pretty in life I always try to pick their brain and see what mm. they're thinking what they did um, what they think is stuff and what they would do all over again you've got to ask a question
1: yeah what, how many athletes actually do that that's, that's an interesting concept for so many people is to actually ask what yeah, it is you, you do can you help me to ask.
0: Mm. you see a guy with a fancy car and you see a guy driving your dream car go ask him how did you get that car mm. what do you do how would you do it but granted you gotta be careful on who you ask because you don't know what that guy's marriage life's like. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know what that guy's life is behind the scenes. But at the same time, you can take with a grain of salt, you yeah. can analyze it, and mm. uh, there's nothing wrong with the asking questions. I, I love asking older people. Older people are the best people to talk to because yeah, they got nothing to lose. They already got it. They're already there. Yeah. They don't they you're not their competition. Mm. They're gonna, they, and they love, older people love to give information and talk yeah. to younger people. Because us as human beings, we love to talk and yeah. we love to give advice and be right. Mm. So you ask them questions, they just open up and just start flowing with answers. And that's one thing I've always done and I've always like heard is ask questions. Yeah, Always ask questions.
1: I think a lot of people are too scared and that's one of the basic fundamentals of the human mind that everything it does is for protection whether it's physically or emotionally. Like the physical thing, we, we just look at your sport, if you call it a sport. But what you do, you're pretty much throwing yourself into life and death situation. The brain has got one concept which is protection, protecting you physically and emotionally. So it wants to do everything it can to keep you away from radioing. But whatever happens, you're going to have to come off a bull. At any stage, you're going to have to retire. So you've always got those constant battles within the mind to go right, here's basic fundamentals of the human mind. Number one self preservation, self protection, survival. That's why there's fear. Everything you do, if there was zero fear, you'd all be riding bulls. But the stupid thing is, you're forcing yourself into that situation. When there's an element of fear, you move away from it. That's why so many athletes are going, I've got this fear of failure. And this fear of failure, in theory, you should be going away from failure, so in theory, towards success. But for bull riders, you look at it, because as you said, not just broken your arm, but damaged yourself, and you go to rodeos where other bull riders have been killed. That's enough for your brain to go. I've got to stay away from it. So that's more of a fear of success. What if I do? What if I do? What happens if? So this has got to be constantly playing on your mind as an athlete to go right. I want to do so much, and fear will get you to eighty percent of your performance, but it's not going to get you to the hundred. The hundred percent is really managing the fear of success, and that's where I find a lot of athletes fail is they don't understand there's actually a fear of being out there, being good, being successful, being noti- noticed, being recognized because, yeah, you guys are rock stars over
0: there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What's it like? You go to, you go to rodeo, you've got 10, 15, what, 20,000 people all screaming the lame, there's fireworks going off, there's flames everywhere. Mate, what's it like?
0: Like you said, a rock star. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> like I talked with my friend and he's like, man... I don't miss climbing on the back of the bulls, but you know what I do miss? I miss the lifestyle. Yeah. Because, I mean, you you are a rock star. I remember my very first pro rodeo. I was 18 years old. Mm. I was a nobody. I, no one knew me from John, and I, I rode like crap. But, boy, howdy, when I walked back from behind those chutes to walk back to my car after the rodeo, I had and I'm not kidding. I'm not making this up. I had, like, probably eight girls asking for my autograph. <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, I'm a nobody, but okay. Yeah,
1: I'll I will sign that. Yeah.
0: I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And it's just, like, it's, it's so cool. Like, people, it's like, man, people really think I'm somebody. Oh. Like, and I, when I was a nobody. Mm. And even when, like, I became, like, and even, like, in the bull riding world, yeah, I'm, like, people know me, like, ride bulls, but as far as, like, actual, like, a following and fans that, like, aren't involved in the Western culture rodeo world, Mm. many people know me, and people literally wait in lines for hours to get our autographs after. yeah, Granted, some decent-named guys that are at the same table, but... They still, the kids are just as excited to get my autograph as they are the guy that they know. Yeah. And it's just like it's so cool and humbling and mm. just to do that stuff and um, getting, you get free and everyone at the bar wants to buy you drinks and, like, yeah. and that can get you in trouble sometimes, obviously, as an athlete. but Yeah. <laughs> like, oh,
1: that's, it's it's, it's fascinating. Like, that's, a, that's another whole episode, another realm of what it is you do. There, there is that. What happens... When you get that level of exposure, because your privacy basically disappears, you're open to all sorts of um, pathways towards good, bad, destructive, you're open to so much. And you can see why so many athletes have got this fear of success, because all of a sudden they're confronted by this lack of privacy, that you go anywhere, you've got something shoved in front of your face, you're getting a photo, you get all these women are throwing themselves at you. It's It sounds great until you're there and that's so almost reactive and recoiling at some place that some people just want to go backwards and hide. So therefore you can see why that fear of success actually exists. Yeah, mm. it
0: does. Um, it really, truly does. Like for me, I don't know if all that is my fear of success. I think... If I really want to dig down deep and be honest, my favorite success is um, just being gone all the time. Mm. Like you're gone, you're gone most of the year, and um, my my family um, because of uh, my family isn't very supportive with me riding bulls unless I'm winning. Yeah, then all of a sudden they love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if I'm and then plus I I, I basically. Manage their company, and feeling guilt—I um, wouldn't say feeling guilty, but um,
1: yeah.
0: being gone and having stuff going wrong, and them telling me about it—it's like, gosh dang! Like I know exactly how to take care of that, you know. But yeah. they got to find someone they can rely on. And, yeah, um, I think that might be more of my fear of success. And, mm. Yeah, just family for me. Yeah, because um, I don't have—I don't have like, my own little family, but because obviously single, no kids or anything, but.
1: Um, not taking for taking, taking applications
0: <laughs> yeah but, uh, yeah I don't know I think, I think that was that would be more of a fear. Yeah. success and I think too um, I'll be real is um, the fear of the animals because I've been hurt so much that mm. there are certain there are some bulls that really do scare me and mm. uh, I think uh, me having because I know if I go hard enough I'm out to face a lot of them yeah, And I have to get on a lot of them. I'm not going to just draw really sweet, good bulls all the time. I'm going to have to get on the ones no one wants to get on.
1: Yeah, well, they're the ones and, that are going to give you the big points as well because the bulls, I believe, also get judged and marked as well for aggression, don't yeah, they?
0: Y- yeah, yes and no, just because, not aggression, yeah. not aggression. Um, But there's bulls that are dirty that you won't necessarily be a lot of points on. Mm. Yeah. So, I'm um, and guys just don't like getting on them, and I know that I'm gonna have to get on plenty of those. Mm. Uh, and just with my track record of getting hurt, um, that's kind mm. of why I think I have had that fear. If I didn't have, if I didn't have my track record of getting hurt, yeah, man, there's no telling what it would be like. But that mm. track record still sits in my head as much as I've tried to mm. get rid. You've tried to get rid of it. I've tried to get rid of it. Yeah. Um. I. Th- it, I think it just. It's gonna. It's going to take a lot longer than just a few, just yeah. a, a year or two of working on that. And for sure. Because, mm. I mean, I've been through a lot of traumatical injuries, and I've seen friends almost die. I've seen guys get scalped. I've seen a guy lose his ear. Um, like, I've seen some gnarly stuff and experienced mm. some gnarly stuff. Yeah. So I think that might be some of the fear. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's quite normal, and... It's one of those things that the reason why I've brought you on just this interview is to actually, to, um, yeah, to experience that and to share your, I guess, experience. So if you look at any other sport, yeah, it's it's quite, it's not as dangerous. I wouldn't think it's as dangerous. So look, I'm going to make a bit of a hold on that if that's all right. We've covered a lot of injuries and what happens if and the mindset and things you've got to do. I'd love to get you back on and talk about all this other stuff, especially the success and being kind of thrust into the spotlight. So, mate, yeah, I appreciate your time. It's been awesome. It's been great to kind of get a bit of a, a decent perspective. I know when we talk, it's very much me just kind of drilling down to find a solution, find a root cause that we can rectify and switch. But it's, it's been fascinating just having a conversation. I hope everyone listening and watching has got the same level from you so mate appreciate that thank you so much and we'll, we'll chat again if so if anyone wants to connect your uh connection is on linkedin oh sorry um instagram it is leighton underscore silver just jump in there and yep. get it all
0: with two a's for silver and uh leighton is l-e-i-g-h-t-o-n
1: underscore silver s-i-v oh sorry S I L V double a perfect
0: and, uh, yeah and if you want uh you can post something and tag me you can, i'm sure stuart will post something about this podcast
1: certainly will mate absolutely
0: he'll, ta- he'll tag me and that might be easier because i know i have a different name so
1: <laughs> <laughs> all good buddy appreciate your time thank you very much go and enjoy recovering and resting thank you stuart okay mate take care Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, you still there?
0: can happen. Like, anything can happen riding bulls. Like, there's they're such an uncontrollable factor compared to, like, golf and football and any other sport. There, there's, there's a controllable factor. Hmm. But I should go up to these rodeos, and some of these bulls get a reputation. And granted, reputations are all what you make up in your own head. That's someone else's. That's, yeah. that's that's your opinion but it still sits in the back of your head and you can still die like you can you don't know what's gonna happen like you can't control a bull hitting you in the head like you can't control a bull stepping on your neck you can't control getting your ear cut off mm. you can't like you can't control getting scalped you can't you can't control that stuff and that sits in the back of your head sometimes like Oh crap! Like you, those injuries that you've experienced and you've seen firsthand, like, Mm. kind of creep up on you, and you kind of start thinking about it, and uh, that's the hardest part about our sport. There's no, I, me personally, I don't think no sport compares to our mental game that we have to be in. We have to block out life and death, and that's the part that that's so hard to wrap around. uh, That I don't think people understand is that we literally have to block out death. Yeah. Like, he can die any rot. And the fact that we block, even just being, uh, honestly, even if you're just the somewhat average professional bull rider, yeah. I applaud the hell out of them because you've actually, because there's guys that go and get on bulls just to get on bulls here and there and they fall off right away. They're, they're, they don't have no mindset. But yeah. the guys that actually come out there and try and push for it and actually ride and go to 50 plus rodeos a year. Those guys are so mentally tough that there's no reason why they can't succeed in anything that they do. Because yeah. you have to be very strong to be able to block out death. Not block out the crowd. Not you gotta block that stuff out. But you got that that nothing compares to death. Hmm. You could that could be you getting on that bull could be the last time you talk to your friend. That could be the last time you talk to your family. You're gonna get and then you think about you gotta think about man dying, like, and then all of a sudden you're like, man, like, they gotta call my mom and tell them, tell them that I just died. You know? Like, and that stuff crosses through guys' minds sometimes. Or think, like, it just, it, it's just, it's so hard. That's why they say our sport is just all mental. Because riding bulls is easy. Yeah. You stand in it, keep your hands shut, and keep your balance in the middle. It's simple. But the mental part of it is just insane.
1: Yeah, I could only, yeah, because we've had these discussions about my sport being Taekwondo and I just think, yeah, okay, I step into a onto a mat, onto a floor with potentially someone in front of me trained to kill. Being good at sport for me wasn't enough. I needed to be in that right headspace and I needed a bit of a killer instinct and it's... Fascinating from your side of things because I look at mine thinking that was dangerous. Yours, well and truly above and beyond that because a referee can't stop a fight like the clowns can't split it because you've you got a two and a half thousand pound bull. But when you've got a golfer, you've got a swimmer, you've got these sports that are non-contact, yeah, what's the worst thing you can do? You might pull a muscle, you might... Um, dislocate a finger as you hit the wall but that's nothing compared to like you were saying the life and death of a bull rider and how confronting is that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's just it puts a different spin on so many sports. Yeah. I mean you've got nothing yeah. nothing
0: compares. The only thing I can say remotely compares is maybe like like skydiving or, um, I guess maybe, like, I guess, like, surfing and snowboarding can compare, uh, just because Mother Nature, you never know what Mother Nature yeah. will throw at you. Yeah. Um, you can't, you can't stop Mother Nature. But, um, even then, uh, it, it's still its own animal because, mm. uh, because of the, it, it's, it's. Like you got water, you're falling on water. Granted yeah. you can drown and you can still get hurt with water. I'm not knocking. Mm. I surf I, I surf too. Yeah. Um and I know from really heavy big wave surfers and um uh, it's still a, another level with riding bulls, um something that's stomping on you and um running you over and throwing you and getting thrown in the metal like something mm. like I've had injuries getting thrown in the chute and like yeah. It's, I don't know, it's just a whole other level of... Yeah, insane. I mean, there's,
1: there's examples over here in Australia of um, people being paralysed, going into a tackle, playing football, rugby rugby league. Uh, you've got that sort of, that same situation. So it's, yeah, I mean, you can replicate that, but you look at, again, you look at... Bull riding, like you say, it is a whole nother level, and it's something that I think every athlete needs to understand. Is the potential risk involved, and that's why there's so much fear of success. It's not fear of failing; it's that fear of success because the more successful you become, the greater you put yourself at risk, and the greater. Well, it's just mate. It's it's mind blowing. So, I I got it right,
0: and yeah, the more you, the, the riding bulls success comes from it. the more success you have is the more bulls you're gonna get on. The mm. more bulls you're gonna get on, the more opportunities and the more you're gonna get hurt. Yeah. Because am bulls it's not if it's not if you get hurt, it's when. Yeah. And you're gonna get hurt a lot. Yeah, there's there's no getting around if you wanna be a bull rider, you are going to get hurt. Yeah. You are gonna get hurt bad. Hmm. Um, they say most bull riders get a minimum of three major injuries. So, you're, you, you're going to go through it, and sometimes you know the more successful you are, the more the more bulls you're going to be asked to get on, Yeah. And which going to be, crap, I'm going to have to ride hurt more, I'm going to have to ride beat up, I'm going to get more injuries, I'm going to get more surgeries, and hmm. it's like, gosh dang, I've already, he just clicked with me, Stuart, it's like, gosh dang, I've already been through so many surgeries and injuries, and look where I'm at. Yeah. I'm on, I, I, I haven't even, I haven't even cracked top 50. Yeah. And I've already, through so much and they're going to ask me to get on more when I win the world I can only imagine what my body's going to be like that's how my mind is thinking
1: yeah and that's I that can't. yeah that's that thing we're talking about the mind's got one job and that's protecting you from potential hurt potential harm physically emotionally
0: not yes, just the like, physical because you've got
1: the scars of that but some of the scars don't heal and they're the emotional ones yep hmm exactly fascinating okay mate well we might leave it at that um that's That's Leighton Silver. That is professional bull riding at its most raw. That is open. That is honest. Single 23-year-old ladies, loves long, walks along the beach. (laughs) Riverside, California. That's our man, Uh, Leighton Silver. So I appreciate your time, mate. I really value that information and, yeah, look forward to seeing where the future takes you. Keep in touch. Thanks, mate. Take care, buddy.
0: thank you for listening to stuart walter and the athlete's secret weapon podcast we appreciate you taking the time to listen and learn to connect with stuart find him at stuart walter asw on instagram elite mindset institute on facebook watch these podcasts on stuart walter's channel on youtube if you have questions would like the opportunity to work with him or to book him for events email Stuart directly on Stuart at Elite Mindset Institute.com.au Music and voiceover provided by SLT Live Productions More information at SLTLive.com